I'm Dante Centauri, and I love to talk about insects. I'm Mia Centauri, and I also love to talk about insects. So we'll be talking about insects together on Insect View. Alright, so you're, you're walking on the street, and you see one of the, those street magicians, you know? And you go up to him, and he says, I'm gonna, he says, look, there's something behind your ear. And he reaches behind your ear, and instead of pulling out a coin, uh, he just pulls out a handful of earwigs. Which awesome. is the topic of today's episode. Whoa, Anyways. that was really smooth. That's a great transition. Yeah, do you think I do you think I could do that? Do you think people would like it if I did the airway trick? I I feel like you might want to try it out on some friends first before you take it to the streets. Um maybe I think you should start with coins. And so then... you start with coins, but coin yeah. Well I guess it's about subverting expectation, you know. You do the coin twice yes. and then you the people expect you to oh I pawn the coin but then I, I shove an earwig in the ear, you know? Yeah, well, I, don't, I feel like that usually gets mixed results. When, when they look for it, I say, are you looking for this? And I reach in my pocket and I pull out, like, a handful of earwigs, you know? Yeah. Or even better, I pull out a coin I'd say, oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's not supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're going to put the centipedes. Remain calm, remain calm. Yeah. That's definitely what was not supposed to come out of your ear. Yeah, I pull out a container that just says poisonous spiders and there's a coin in it. I'm like, oh... Um, uh, ma'am, don't reach in your pocket. But all jokes aside, the earwig, uh, it's, its name, actually, the earwig, it's, it's from two old English words. There's ear, which meant ear. It just has an ear at the end. And Whoa. wicca. Whoa, you saw me yeah. hear me ear? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're Get crazy. Get out of town. But in the, it also came from wicca, which meant beetle. So its name just means ear beetle. But there are also, like, some some people think it might have meant ear wiggler, but ear was always part of, like, it seems like way back, ear was part of its name. People, A lot of people think that the ear uh, ear beetle thing comes from the fact that its wings look a bit like an ear when they're unfolded. In some species, the wings have a kind of a little, more, like, fleshy color to them. Mm-hmm. So it, it might look like the, ear, like the ears were, the wings were ears. It, why did no one, like, write this down? I don't know. This, you know, how do we not know? It, it was Could one, like, ancient Greek dude just be like, and I shall th- call it an earwig for this specific reason? Actually, like, it's... A- you're, they kind of did. I was about to get into this, but... Because, like, the earwigs have, like, the legend of the earwig. I'm a genius. Goes, I'm basically so... so yeah. <laughs> the, the legend of the earwig goes far and wide. Like, the everyone knows the reputation of crawling into your ear. And back in the day, people thought they would crawl into your ear... They burrow into your brain, and they drive you nuts. Like completely factual. I have like twelve in there right now, mm-hmm. just rattling around. Yeah, they they'd make little new. It's like a ticking and... time bomb. I'm, I'll go crazy. Yeah. Eventually. They've opened up an apartment actually. Yeah. A couple of earwig developers came <laughs> by last night. They're breaking yeah, the I ground. Yeah, they they've been really messing up in there. They're not getting their safety deposit. Yeah. <laughs> There's holes in the drywall, you know. Yeah, tell me about it. There's some earwig college students. And they're just uncontrollable, you know. Yeah, I said in the contract, you're you're not allowed to put nails on the wall. But what do they do? They hang up their art. And there are no pets, and they all they all they all bring the little mites in. I know it's. They think I don't notice. Yeah, like the rent. The, at this point, the rent money isn't worth the hassle, you know. Yeah, I'm just I'm selling this whole complex. If someone wants my yeah. brain, you can have it. But uh, for earwigs being in the ears, a lot of almanacs had little cures for them. One of them was that some of them suggested you pour hemp juice in your ear. Uh, <laughs> But there are actually very few medical records of earwigs getting people's ears. That's actually, that's what those neti pots are for. 
Yeah. Not for, <laughs> it's not for uh, any sort of sinus infection or anything. It's strictly for ear earwigs. Yeah. It goes into your brain. It watches, you know. Yeah, and like there are a bunch of different little cures and such for earwigs in the ears. But I, again, like there weren't many. Even now, there aren't many modern records of earwigs getting turning up in people's ears. And also, the the name earwig. It's the name is super widespread because pretty much all European nations kind of have a similar name for the earwig. Like the French, it translates to ear piercer. In Germans, it translates to earworm. In Russians, it's the ear turner. All these nations associate earwigs with going into people's ears. And that uh, that could be because, at least some people think it's because that back in ye old Roman days of 23 AD, there was this guy called Pliny the Elder. And he, he was he's most known for his... For his big last work, uh, Naturalis Historia. And Naturalis Historia was an encyclopedia he kind of made up with. And I'm sure he was right about everything. Oh, yeah. He he knocked out of the park. He was trying to catalog all known knowledge of his time. And I believe at one point he suggested that caterpillars formed from drops of dew. So, you know. Yeah, duh. He was on the right every, track. Every entomologist knows that. But he mentions in it uh, a cure for earwigs. He says, oh, if an earwig is in your ear, then you should spit into the ear. <laughs> no trust me you have earwigs in there just Mm. just just hold still that means we know that the idea of earwigs going into ears was back i don't know how far into the bcs but it's it's super old it's it was around roman times and it probably spread with the roman empire if the romans had the superstition that earwigs went in your ears and that might be that might be how it spread through europe uh well aside from the greatly exaggerated falsehoods of them burrowing into ears, which gives them... I feel like this, people get really freaked out by earwigs, I think, because... I mean, they. I mean, if for people who don't really like bugs in the first place, they're not exactly the the cutest animal, I guess, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And also the thing with, you know, the, the rumor about them going into ears doesn't help either. Which is kind of a shame, because they're actually really, really sweet in uh, their... The fact that they're, they're really good moms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they're solitary insects, they're not... Because there are plenty of bugs that that care for their young, you know, like you social you social insects, are the big yeah, ones. Yeah, you social insects that yeah. Um, but it's less common in in you know solitary uh, insects like earwigs. The the mother earwigs exhibit really extensive maternal care. Um, so they lay their eggs in you know like a nest in the ground, not not someone's ear, and they'll actually they'll guard the eggs for the entire time. That they are eggs, so this could be like a couple months, uh, basically, of them just standing guard, and they'll clean the eggs off, and um, they don't like leave for food, but they will. Uh, they'll eat an egg if it goes bad. Mm-hmm. So if they can tell if it, it's not going to be able to hatch, and if it won't hatch, then they'll eat the bad egg. But yeah, but they will um, look over them and protect them uh, up until their second molt, actually. So they'll even even when they are um, when they're when they're hatched, they still look over them. After that, you know, they'll go off in the world. But yeah, so they they you know, they, they look over them, they're protective. They also actually will move. They might move the entire nest if they're they're threatened. And uh, which is, you know, kind of a big task for a little bug. And they can actually sense some pathogens in the in the environment, so they can like tell if there's a risk of, you know, if infection and, and um, like move their eggs away. So they're actually really yeah, really nurturing mothers. Despite you know the kind of creepiness of the uh, ear, yeah, no, it's really still actually that will help the babies uh, get to their eggshells to mm-hmm. feed them food. Uh, we should have said this episode for Mother's Day. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and earwigs also have a 
they actually have a they spray. They have a defensive spray. And the spray, on one hand, it's good for fending off insects and other small animals. It was it was effective on frogs. They did a test where they basically let some ants attack an earwig, and the second it sprayed the ants, they all just ran off immediately. The spray and the yeah, the spray is effective against insects and such, but it also has Books a. Books figured out that spraying other animals with things that come out of your body is like a really great way to get th- other animals to leave you alone. And yeah, imagine, with it. imagine if people could do that. Like, if you just, like, squeeze, like, wow. flex your muscles, all your I mean, sweat would just blast out of your pores in a mist. You do you know? have piss. I mean, <laughs> if you... <laughs> I don't think that's really the same, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think it would have generally the same effect, but... Um... Yeah, but, like, you know, to anything... That's kind of uh, like a human-to-human deterrent, I guess, you know? I guess. I think we should have a stink spray, though. I think that'd be fun. That would be pretty neat, you know. Yeah, yeah but the the earwigs, the earwig spray actually has an antifungal in it too, so it can kind mm-hmm. of the spray also kick uh, sends insects away and it gets rid of uh, funguses in the nest they don't want. So it kind of does double duty. They have an, another defense is the obvious forceps they have. You'd think that putting forceps on the back of an insect wouldn't be very helpful, but their abdomen is super flexible. So they can flip it around to their side. They can kind of get it over their head. And they can use this when an insect, when something tries to bite them or grab them. In some cases, some researchers actually, they drew blood from researchers because the forces pinched down so hard. <laughs> wow. They can escape spider webs like this. But like if the females, because the females have the bigger, they have the larger forceps. So they get stuck in yeah. a spider web. They'll just wait for the spider to come along. And when the spider gets close, they just grab it, and they basically just <laughs> throttle it until it backs off. The Uno reverse card. Yeah. <laughs> and then she kind of takes her time to crawl yeah. out of the out of the web. Earwigs have a history of, besides people being worried about them getting in their ears, they also are an agricultural nuisance sometimes. It's kind of, because earwigs are omnivores. So they'll eat plant matter, they'll eat aphids, they'll eat small insects, they'll eat your trash, they'll eat pretty much anything. So they're... They can and can't be pests, and they can and can't be garden like friendly little garden creatures. So like, it's they, like Schrodinger's pests. Yeah, like they'll eat your aphids, but if they're running aphids, they might start eating the arugula. You know, yeah. they they don't they never really rear their head as a serious agricultural pest because they never really get to the point where they do enough damage. But actually, apparently in Portland, Oregon, in 1924, there was such a such a problem that a state of emergency was declared. And the city established a Bureau of Earwig Control. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> was it, were they like trying to get people to like round up as much earwigs as they could? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. I was imagining what this looked like, like they're on the streets. Yeah, were the earwigs like taking over buildings, you know? Yeah. You walk into a store, the person behind the counter is an earwig. <laughs> yeah. But I found an interesting little article on how they affect the taste and aromas of wines. Because apparently they kind well, of... Well, okay. Because <laughs> they get into vineyards and such. And th- this is this is in Europe, but in European vineyards, they kind of... Their populations, I guess, have gone up recently. At least at the time of writing, which is 2012. And mm-hmm. the ear- they tested to see if the earwigs could mess with the flavor. <laughs> to, to do this, uh, there are two types of wines. Uh, Chasselas and Pinot Noir. The way they tested the... The, how, how an earwig could affect the taste is I get experiment with adding whole earwigs into the wine and earwig no. feces into no, the wine. No, they just drop them in like in the vats of wine? Yeah, well, what it says is like uh, dead earwig- the addition of five living adults per kilogram of grapes. Living? So I'm assuming they they did different kilograms. What? They did different numbers of living adults per kilograms of grapes and I think they just 
smash them up. Livy, so they just drop those poor earwigs in alive? I, I think so. I think they just smashed them up with the grapes and popped them in the tank to no. ferment them. And for the feces, I guess they just collected earwig poop and sprinkled it in. What? What? Who is in charge of this experiment? I, why are there so many weird bug experiments like this? I feel like every time it's like I guess it's just too easy to get away with weird bug yeah. weird bug experiments. What kind of how much do you think you get paid to drink uh earwig wine? I don't know. I I have a little suspicion they didn't tell them because I feel like that you know that like that would ruin the experiment if they knew they were drinking earwig poop, yeah. you know. And that one was made with earwigs. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no. You yeah, sick but- bastard. <laughs> I bet you're wondering where your pet earwig's gone. <laughs> <laughs> You just drank him. Yeah. <laughs> but there, they did two types of wine: uh, a white wine and a Pinot Noir red wine. And for the white wine, the the addition of earwig feces had a strong effect um, on the color, aroma, and general appreciation. It says, and the the, the feces contaminated wines um, of the white wine and the red. I think it was less fruity, it was less floral, and the aroma <laughs> was described as fecal. <laughs> Well, that's just a bad word to describe an aroma with, isn't it? My dear, you you have an absolute aroma of fecal today. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I, I what what is the new scent you're wearing? I think I think that should be you know like when wine testers you know are like oh I'm getting yeah it's really fecal you know yeah. that's definitely I'm definitely yeah, getting yeah is that fecal. like a commonly encountered aroma with wine? I kind of hope not. <laughs> but and with a Pinot Noir. Um, they did four different densities of living earwigs, 0, 5, 10, and 20 individuals per kilogram of grapes. And they found that uh, only more than 10 earwigs left a noticeable aroma, a noticeable change. So all those people out there who uh, like drinking red wine or Pinot Noir, there could be less than 10 earwigs in your wine at any time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you would safe. not know. Yeah. So yeah, make sure you... Um... Make sure you check your wine first. <laughs> yeah. Do a quick, like, forensics test. Yeah. <laughs> and make yep. sure you just sort of decode the genome of your wine before you drink it. Make sure there's no mm-hmm. earwigs in it. Yeah. And the descriptors for this this earwig-contaminated wine were animal, reductive, vegetal, acidic, bitter, and tannic. Animal? <laughs> yeah, animal. <laughs> what the, I mean, what does that... The, just the people... The way people describe wine is just bizarre like yeah the fact that some like this wine it's animal definitely animal definitely getting animal from that i'm just i'm, I'm getting a hint of wet dog at the end also uh put put reductive as well yeah. what the hell does reductive mean i i i'm not sure i just looked it up and it has no relation to okay to food at all yeah I, mean, I can what, tell what does that even mean <laughs> it's like yeah, this kind of tastes like someone is, like, oversimplifying an issue so that they can make yeah. their point sound better. Yeah, that's definitely... It tastes like a Twitter argument. That's... Mm. But uh, I bet that wine has just been ruined for the people who test this experiment. Yeah. Because I would 100% put money down that they just, like, sometimes they have a wine and they're like, oh my god, this is earwig, isn't it? The second they get one of those notes, they'll think earwig. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with that, uh, with that, with that shitty finish, I think we'll we'll close this episode up. We're going out on a high note, really. With yeah, I think I think that was I th- that's the best. That's our best yeah. outro so far, actually. We will see you guys next week. But in the meantime, you can uh, rate us 
and give us a review on iTunes. Wherever you're listening to us, uh, just know that we're also, you can listen to us right from our website, or you can listen to us on Spotify or iTunes. Um, check out our Instagram and our Twitter at Podcast, and we will see you all next time.